Hello from the big studio up here on Whidbey Island. This is the Perceptive Photographer. I am your host, Daniel Gregory, and this is episode 449 of the Perceptive Photographer. So close to 450, like those nice big round numbers. Anyway, hope you're having a wonderful week. Thanks again for joining me for my little corner of the podcasting universe. If you like the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Don't miss an episode. Also, if you'd give us a star ranking up there on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on that helps other people find the podcast, would really appreciate that. Love those referrals for the people who enjoy the podcast, finding new people for the podcast. Also, as a quick reminder, in the show notes is a big photograph and a link to the Photoshop Virtual Summit 5, which is happening here at the end of October, October 30th, November 3rd. That is a full week of free Photoshop training. An amazing set of classes this time. So make sure you sign up for that. There's nothing like a free week of training. And if you're inclined, you can sign up for that VIP pass and get access to those con that content indefinitely. And there's a bunch of bonus material there as well. Notes, extra videos, actions, presets, things like that. So make sure you take advantage of that. This week, what I've got for you is 10 questions that I think would be beneficial for you to think about, ponder, noodle on, and answer for yourself about photography, your creative practice, your approach to photography. And I really am a big fan sort of questions that are sort of nebulous, that don't necessarily have a immediate concrete answer because it's that process, that mental process of trying to see and think about and understand sort of where we're at and who we are in our photography that I think help focus us. I think it helps us sort of push away the noise, push away the kind of storm that brews in our head sometimes when we get insecure or we get lost or we feel like things aren't going or things are going well and we start to feel overwhelmed by the amount of work we have ahead of us that sometimes having some questions to sort of fall back on almost becomes sort of a meditative practice. So again, it doesn't really matter that you have the right answer or that these questions will come up again and again and your answer won't change. Really what matters is that we sort of make sure we, on occasion, reground and recenter ourselves thinking about our photography. So like I said, I got 10 for you. The first one is, would you photograph if you didn't get to share your images with anyone? So would you go out and make photographs if there was no social media, there was no photo club, there were no galleries, there was nothing like that? Would you just go out and create photographs, process them, look at them, print them, and have them be sort of your experience? And I'll, I'll make the bubble a little bigger. Anybody who comes into your house could see your photographs, but we're not actually putting them out there. Would you photograph? And the reason I think that's such an interesting question is it sort of gets to the heart of why do we photograph? What is it that we do in our photography that compels us to either want to share as that is a foundation of our work or that we're doing something through our photography that is more sort of introspective and it helps us in our own life and the way we live in a way that allows us to somehow feel fulfilled. And for a lot of us, there's probably a little of both in there. But that's why I sort of, if you didn't get to share, what, what would that mean for you in your photography? What would that look like? Would it change what you photographed? Would it change the way you processed your photographs? But I think it's just sort of to help us understand, again, why do we come back to the camera? What is it that allows us to see the world through the camera that becomes a compelling aspect? The second question is, would you photograph if you didn't get to keep your images? So, Brett Weston, when he turned 80, burned all of his negatives, got rid of all of them, believed that the print was sort of the final statement, the final explanation. 
and those negatives were destroyed. So in that vein, I just got to thinking about that question a lot. If I took photographs and I didn't get to keep them, they disappeared. They were gone. They were no longer available. I had a finite amount of time. Maybe it's 20 seconds. Maybe it's a year. But at some point, the photograph sort of eats itself up and disappears. Would I still photograph? Would I still go out and make photographs knowing that that legacy of what's left behind with those images would be gone? And I think for me, you know, that'd be one of the things I absolutely would. I don't think it's necessarily about the longevity of the image as much as it is the experience. But I also know for a lot of people, legacy is important and that what happens to those images matters. And we think about that. And even if we're not, you know, a big time photographer where we're being collected and things like that, we think about what's going to happen to these photographs. Well, what if they were just going to go away? Would we still make more? I think is an interesting question. Third question. What is the single word you would use to describe your approach to your photography? And this is a really hard thing to do. And a lot of people spend a lot of time rambling on about what their photography is about. Some people can get that down to a 30-second elevator pitch. Some people can get it down to a few words. But what is the essence? What is the one thing, if you were going to say, if I said, describe your photography to me, and you only used one word, what would it be? And that could be anything. It could be colorful. It could be an emotion. It could be a subject matter. It could be a concept, whatever it is. But what is sort of that single distilled word? And the reason I think that question is important is it, again, centers us. It focuses us to think about what is my work about? And as somebody who photographs a lot of different subject matter and a lot of different subjects, is there a unifying concept behind that that speaks to who I am? Is that word there? What is that word? Empathy, joy. Is it, again, an emotion? Or are you a photographer who is beauty? Or is it colorful? Or what is it? What is that single word? The first one, fourth question comes around, there's a book, and it's about the best photograph you've never taken, which is basically the missed photograph. But think about what is the best photograph you never made? There's a time and a place where you probably thought, man, I really wish I had had a camera for that. And I want you to sort of in, remember and think back in your memory about what was that photograph? What was that experience like? Was it just a matter of interesting intersections of line, or was there an emotional component to it, a spiritual component, a a perseverance component? What was the component that made you think, wow, that's an amazing photograph? Because again, photographs are keys, they're access portals to memory and thoughts and ideas and emotions. And sometimes when we start to think about what are the strong emotions and strong memories that we had going back, those are sometimes ways to use those as clues and points of awareness when we're behind the camera of what invokes with us strong memory, strong reaction, and then being attuned enough to recognize that in the moment of capture. Now, this next question is sort of a, I wasn't sure what the middle word should be, so there's a little string here. But how does false competition, jealousy, envy, uh, stack ranking, sort of those pieces where we sort of look at ourselves against other photographers, how does that impact your work? How does when you, if you're a social media person and you look at how is it that that photograph got X number of likes and I only got six, and it's basically the same photograph, or are you envious, jealous, bothered by photographers who travel all over the place or hire people to get the perfect photograph or they set up things or they're using some kind of AI or whatever? 
But how does that negative emotion, so that's why there's kind of an odd little nebulous there in the middle, but the negative emotion that you latch on to sometimes, how does that affect your work? Does that stall your creative process? Does it fuel your creative process? Does it make you want to get out there and make a better photograph? Does it actually eat away at you and then you're slowly finding yourself not able to sleep at night with incredibly bad heartburn and thinking that you're having health issues? How does that negative emotion come into play, particularly around your photographic work? Question number six, to yourself out loud, what excites you about your work? What is it that you do in your photography that is exciting? And I don't want you to just think that question. Actually, I would like you to say out loud all the answers to the questions, but this one in particular, out loud, say to yourself, what excites you about your photography? And listen to the way you talk about it, the energy you put into it, the enthusiasm or the contemplativeness or the meditative quality, the subdued nature by which you talk about it. You know, a lot of times we talk about photographs, we talk about them being you know, high contrast and they've got energy and they've got movement and saturation. But maybe what it is in your photography, what excites you is how quiet it is, how contemplative it is. And again, there's a huge, huge weight behind that and a huge, huge position for who you are as a person behind that. And if that's what's exciting for you, you think that's something to recognize and saying it out loud starts to reinforce the message. We move it from the it's in my head, not actually happening realm to the reality realm. It becomes more concrete when we say what we're excited about and we can then feed off of that and energize off of that and move off of that. Okay, I want you to, question seven, think about the favorite camera you've ever had all time. I don't care if it's your iPhone 19.6 that comes out and this is, you're asking this question in 10 years or you had an old disc camera, if it was your first digital camera, if it was some film camera, you had an AE-1 Canon, maybe you had a Leica, maybe you shot a Roloflex, maybe it was, you know, some pocket camera you had, don't care. But I want you to think about what is it about that camera that makes that your favorite memory of photography from an equipment gear standpoint? What was it about that camera? And then what is it that that lesson and that thought could teach you about your approach to photography today. You know, for a lot of people, when I ask this question, what I hear is, oh, I had this camera. It was so easy to use. It was so simple. I could just pick up the camera, let everything go. And now my new camera's got so much crap in it. There's so many things in the menus. There's so many options. There's so many settings. There's blah, 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 blah. It was the simplicity that drew them to that camera. And then think about, is there a way to think with your existing camera to make it simpler, to push away the noise of all the features to just distill it down to that most basic thing. Or maybe it was the autofocus. Who knows what it was? But whatever that favorite thing was, identify what made it your favorite camera and then try to apply that into what you're doing today. Question eight, what is one negative thing in your photography that keeps coming up over and over again that you haven't dealt with and why? I hear this all the time. I, ha I, I need to understand how to process better in Lightroom. I need to get better at paying attention to the edge of my frames. I need to spend more time in the field thinking about emotionally what I want to put into my photograph, whatever it is. But identify that thing that you consider a negative aspect to your photography. And then why haven't you dealt with that? Why haven't you moved forward with that? Usually when there's something that we keep doing over and over again, that's got a little pain point to it, got a little, that, that there's a negative aspect, but there's a payout. We keep doing it. And maybe it's because we like to complain about it. Maybe we like to use it as a, 
crutch to say, well, the reason my photography is not improving is I don't have X, Y, Z. Whatever the reason is doesn't really matter. The thing is we want to try to remove that negative element, that negative thought out of our head so we can focus in on taking progressive steps forward to allow us to become ultimately who we were meant to be as our creative photographic self. So to do that, part of that is that removal of those little things that we're not dealing with. So thinking about that. All right, question nine. How many photographs would you need in your life's retrospective? So you're down the road. Maybe you're going to photograph till you're 40. Maybe you're going to photograph till you're 80, whatever. But you're going to put together the retrospective book of your photography. So now we're not worried about necessarily it all is cohesively fitting together by project, project statements, artist statements, all that goo's out the window. What we're looking at is how many photographs would you need for somebody to look through where you felt like, that's a good life in photography. That retrospective really speaks to who I was, the journey I went on, the experiences I had. Is that 10, 20, 40, 80, 100, 200? And not thinking about like the retrospective of a book needs to have between 80 and 200 on a retrospective, none of that kind of stuff. But for you, how many would you need to feel accomplished? What would make you feel like as you achieved your goals of accomplishment in photography, how many photographs would that be? And then, of course, after that is, you know, where are we at with that number? But just thinking about how we approach our photography and in the retrospective of looking back at our work, what is in that work that's valuable? How much of that do I want to share? How much of that do I think is important? Is part of our growth. It's a part of our journey. It's the look back so that we can look forward. You know, one of the most powerful things I think we can do every year is to put together the 10 or 12 best photographs from the year before. Go through your 2019 photographs. What were the 10 best? Go through your 2020 photographs. What were the 10 best? 2021, 2022, 2023. Bam, we're at 50 photographs on a retrospective. By going through and looking, and again, it's not, are these necessarily the best photographs? Or, wow, I'm such a better photographer than I was today than I was 10 years ago. But the retrospective includes what was the best of you 10 years ago. It shows the growth, the maturity, the change in you. And I think that's important. All right, our 10th question, what was the most amazing thing you have ever seen through the lens as emotion, as gesture, and then we'll pick up uh, Schuster and Cartier-Bresson's decisive moment concept, but what was the most amazing thing you saw through the lens? And again, sort of like the best photograph you'd never made, it's in that sort of vein. What did you see, feel, contemplate, frame? Whatever is in that realm, what was that most amazing thing? And then identifying sort of what about it was amazing. And then are you looking for that every time you go out? Are you looking for that experience, that sensation, that feeling every time you go out to make a photograph? So there's your 10 questions of the week, 10 things to think about as you're thinking about your approach to photography. Hopefully some of those are worth contemplating for you and at least addressing. And maybe some of them you're like, that's an absolutely asinine question and you should not have put it on the list. That's fine too. I am uh, dealing with all those emotions as well. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I know you've got a lot of things going on in life. So the fact that you carve out your 15 minutes here every week to listen to the podcast, I really do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Again, I'm Daniel Gregory and I will see you next time.